ladies and gentlemen. Hello. And welcome once more to Oof. I wrote that. We did indeed write that. We did indeed write that. My name is Erica. Across from me, as always, is lovely Sheila. Hello. And folks. Folks. <laughs> you may want to sit down for this Holy one. shit. <laughs> all right. So, as as you may have noticed, if you listen to the uh, uh, the Team Puma Knife battery of podcasts, there's a, uh, a certain something that I've been obsessing over for probably about five or six months now, give or take a week or two, um, that poor Sheila has been, and poor Sheila and poor Bob have been uh, forced to constantly listen to. Steadfastly listening yes, to. Yes, yes. Bob at least is a fan, or was a fan of the movie. So when I was talking to him about it, he, he knew what I was fucking talking about and wasn't staring at me blankly, wishing for death. <laughs> um, is that what my face was saying to you? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And I don't blame you. It's totally fine. But, guys. Guys. We got Sheila to watch. I don't know why I'm doing Donald Trump hands. (laughs) We got Sheila to watch Pacific Rim last weekend. And she has some thoughts. Now, I will say, Sass and I were convinced that you were going to fucking hate it. So we were very pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. Shall I take the floor? Take the floor. Three Pacific Rim. Okay, so first of all, you made me really good popcorn. I don't know what you did to that. I think See, you made it by hand on the stove. It was hand on the stove with a, an entire stick of butter. Okay. And <laughs> That's why it was so good. All of the salt. See, this was all this was all strategically uh, planned. I was like, I will make ramen from scratch. We'll get popcorn going. We'll get the environment perfect she let me have the recliner she was like put your feet up just, i'll just take the be uncomfortable com- chair comfortable <laughs> we wanted it optimum conditions your tv was beautiful your sound was surround dude the tv right like yeah it's stupid yeah yeah very much so because it was like when bob first got it he's like really like are you like you really really and then i watched that on there and i was like oh yeah. got it yeah okay yeah yeah and my work husband invited me over to see um what is that game the zero horizon zero dawn on his like four key four four key four k oled tv yeah. with backlighting or whatever and i was like yeah this is gonna be stupid oh no. that tv no. is amazing yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so yes but on to you Pacific get to Rim. see cute faces better and that's right where you want to be it's true <laughs> okay so my thoughts on pacific rim have you been waiting all week for this I didn't know you had prepared remarks because we well, talked about well, now, it. Now, I wouldn't call them necessarily prepared remarks. It's just I've been reflecting on fair, this today. Fair, fair. Because we did talk about it after the movie. Uh, which we is did. the name of another podcast we do, which you should totally listen to. It's a good one. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I figured that that would be it. And then because I was like, okay, she watched it. Like, We'll give her a break so I don't have to constantly with the barrage. You, but you understand now. I do. Okay. Please, go ahead. Okay, so in the genre of popcorn flicks, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the best. Um, I was, as you could tell from my extremely engaged body language, I was very, I was really engaged. You throughout. were wrapped from the beginning. I was, because I, and I would also like to add that in my defense, the last giant robot movie that you forced me to see was Transformers. I mean, so. and that's, that's a long time ago, though. We're talking yeah. like over... 2000, 1999. It wasn't that long. It's long. It's probably like 15 years, but... No, it wasn't high school. No, was it? I don't know. (sighs) Maybe 2000... Yeah, no, I kind of think it was. Maybe in there. It's been a minute. Maybe like 2003? And that was a terrible movie with robots peeing on other robots. I mean, yes. You're objectively (laughs) correct. I ended up seeing that movie like three times in the theater, trying to convince myself that I enjoyed it. Because it's like, it's Transformers, and... 
that's fun but <laughs> yeah that, that, those are not good movies no and so i mistrusted you and fair completely fair also fair. though michael bay versus guillermo del toro. guillermo del toro and and that is also, also very fair also also charlie day no charlie day lots of charlie day indeed with glasses okay so as an action movie slash popcorn flick, one of the best I've ever seen, and I totally enjoyed myself throughout. I thought, though, I thought I come to fiction, I think, for character, number one, plot, number two. Which is why two. you've always gone more TV than movie. Yes. Yes. I, I like to do a deep dive on character. This movie, where I felt like it excelled, was the setting, which is usually what I give the least shit about in any piece of media. Mm-hmm. I found that the set, like, I could understand why there's so much fan fiction spinning off from this because I had all these questions like, what about the world economy and diplomacy? And, you know, like, how are they going to afford to build all of these things? What happens when the governments disagree on how to handle this? Like, it's a really fertile ground for, like, intellectual exploration. And that's Guillermo del Toro. But I guess what I have trouble understanding is how there's so much fan fiction spun off from the characters because you get, like... Two minutes which, with each of them, and there's so little meaningful character development. With, But that's an action movie. Like, within that genre, it was good character development. Mm-hmm. Some of the best that I've seen within that genre. So what I will say is there's a lot of, with Guillermo, he does a lot of development of the characters that you never, ever get to see mm-hmm. on the screen. So there's a lot in the bonus materials, which... Okay super dorks are going to delve into <laughs> and you know how people are the smallest thing that happens on the screen we're going to infer lifetimes of information from this yes and i also thought though that some of the characters were more compelling than others like the scientists great characters mako mori want to know more about her the main guy the main the guy actor. is he's serviceable the, yeah he's not great in the movie uh, i think in of all of the, the, the people that you're asked to care about, I give a shit about him the least. I think the Australian guy. The, the D-bag. Oh, well, he's just kind of there for it to be a little Top Gun, you know? But they could have probably taken out that character and given everyone else, like, 30% more screen time that I think would have been more worthwhile. I mean, I'm not going to say no to that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what I really appreciate about the movie, though, and I've said this... Uh, a couple different times uh, across the battery of podcasts is that that the movie could so easily fall into being about Raleigh's man pain mm-hmm. and it doesn't he uses that to like boost up Mako but that's when I read about why this movie is so great because I wanted to get in the right mindset for you know to enjoy it Everyone kept talking about, and I, I do love That's that also they, dangerous, man, because you can get into those, like, oh, this is the best shit ever, and then you sit there and you watch it, it, and you're like, all right. this is garbage. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But what I appreciated about it, and what you had said, and what all of the reviews that were good said, was that they averted that trope, and it's all about, like, what made it a, a quote-unquote smart action movie was this idea of the, what was it called? Drifting? Drifting. The brain yeah. bonding. Yeah. But, like, that wasn't explored at all. That was the most fascinating part to me, and it was just, like... Oh, we have a natural connection, which is kind of the science shorthand version of, oh, it was love at first sight. Ooh, I just thought of that, but I find it kind of damning. <laughs> I think it's more than that, though. Um, and again, this is where like some of the background material and fan fiction dives 
headlong into the fucking drifting thing. And people do a lot of really interesting stuff with it. Because it isn't... I mean, it's defined in the movie, but it's not super well defined. Um, But it's an interesting concept, right? It is. And it isn't just about... It's more about compatibility and not love. But I would love to know more about what makes two people compatible. Why is there a genetic component? Do you have to have shared experiences, shared traumas, shared sense of humor? Or See, is and it- this is why it was so frustrating that the sequel was just sort of like, oh, there's kids now and uh, Newt is possessed by the precursors and we're not going to explore anything interesting. Yeah, that's lame. Oh my God, Sheila. Like, I kind of want to show you the sequel, but I don't, I <laughs> don't, don't push it. <laughs> want to subject you to that because it's like, there's good ideas there. And honestly, if they, same, if they had given uh, uh, the scientists Newton Herman more to do, mm-hmm. I think if they focused on that more in that second one and didn't kill Mako Mori off in like 20 minutes, it could have been a good movie. But it's not. It's, it's not great. I'm sorry that they let you down. But I'm I really enjoyed myself while watching it and it it probably is good in that it's made me more open to that genre, but it's that's also probably bad cuz it's probably the best of genre. So it's probably all downhill from here except for Fury Road. I mean, I think with Guillermo 2, you're always in for a good time just cuz it's Guillermo. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and I like a big dumb action movie. Like that's one of yes. my favorite things. Like okay, yeah, I don't need to worry about characters, just give me the you know, just like Thin as you can do it, and let's get to the fucking fighting, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. But why I like Pacific Rim so much is because you get that. You get the big, dumb robot monster fighting. Yes. But then you're also getting some of the character development and the interesting relationships, too. And I found myself enjoying, like, when he, like, picked up a ship. I was like, oh, that's so badass! And I, I was surprised by my own, like, Right, because delight. it's not something that you do. It's not my thing. Right, no, exactly. exactly. So in summary, I enjoyed Pacific Rim. I thought for what it was trying to do, it did it really well. Outstanding. And I wanted to contrast it, though, with this book that I read earlier this year, which I picked up because Steve was reading it. And I read the first page, you know, out of idle curiosity. And I was like, oh, grip, like I need to read this. This book is called Eileen by a woman named Otessa Moshfag. And she won, I don't know, like the Man Booker Prize or the National something, like some big prize for this book. And I read that she actually wrote it because she was like, fuck it. I just want to make money. I'm going to write a novel. She checked out a book on write a novel in 90 days, did this completely experimental novel, and it took off like gangbusters. That's pretty cool. Fascinating. What made it so good was it was a character study in which essentially nothing really happened until the last 10 pages. Interesting. But I couldn't put it down because the character was this hugely damaged, introverted, incredibly unlikable hygienically filthy self-obsessed but also turning the lens judgmentally on the rest of the world just like ugly inside ugly outside fascinating portrait of this woman I've never read anything like this in fiction and one of the things that Otessa said about this book is that you it's very rare to come across a female character that's been designed to be unlikable and I loved it for that I couldn't put it down and I have to recommend this book but I can see where something like that, which is the polar opposite, is a hard sell for somebody. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that that's part of why I like Fury Road so much is because it's Charlize is like not pretty in that movie. Mm-hmm. She's like missing an arm. Like she's not that missing a limb makes you not pretty. I'm just saying in like the typical movie star conventional kind Hollywood. of conventional 
fashion, that's like a no-no. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is also why I think a lot of people gravitate toward the scientists in Pacific Rim because it's like, oh, Herman has like a cane. Like, mm-hmm. but people don't get to be cool with canes in movies. Yes. Like, we love this character. He's amazing. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, with Furiosa, it's just like, she's not, she's not there to be pretty. She's there to fucking kick your ass and survive. And that's part of why I, I gravitate to that movie so much. And I would like to see that movie. It's so good. And I was surprised by my deep affinity for this book, Eileen, because not only is she physically repulsive, and I, that sounds judgmental, but she's, I mean, I'm talking like this character frequently will like plunge her fingers into her vagina and like smell it and rub it on things. She's just like. Make her actively like vile. disgusting. Yes. And it's okay for women to be disgusting. Exactly. That's something that you can explore. You and know? she's sort of a terrible person. And every once in a while she has a thought where you're like, oh, I also have that thought. And then you're like, oh, am I a terrible person? But I just, I loved that she just existed to exist. She didn't exist to be likable. She wasn't the plucky. She was an anti-heroine. And I usually don't go in for that, but because it's usually men. Right. Have you ever seen, it's another Charlize movie, uh, Young Adult? No. She's I a, meant to see that. She's like a monster in that too. Like just wholly unlikable. I mean, she's Charlize Theron, so she's fucking like bonkers gorgeous, mm-hmm. but- she like she's this famous like uh, she's like a ghostwriter for this uh like a babysitters club like book. Ooh, okay. And she finds out that her the guy she was in love with in high school is getting married or something or having like a baby or some shit. So she goes back to the hometown to like try and destroy it, but it doesn't go the usual like rom-com way. It's like no, this is the way this would go in, like, real life. Ooh, that sounds really good. It's so good. And Patton Oswalt is there. And it's a really, really, really good movie. I highly recommend it. I want to check this out. She's wonderful. I love Charlize she Theron. She's, She's so like, versatile. Stupidly talented. That was her in Monster, right? Yeah. 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 That was intense. So Eileen. You have to check that out. It's a short read. It's, like, 120, maybe, pages. Well, because I think something like that, you couldn't go for too long. No. You would start to get, like, I got it, you know? Yes. But it was... I it was it was one of the most unique books I've read in a really long time. Nice. And I love that about it. I'll have to pick that up. So speaking of unique, <laughs> should we segue into our own writings? I think that we should. Now we have a little bit of, an, of a change in the platform today. We have decided we are not reading from the notebook. One, because we don't remember where we left off. We have to listen to the last episode. And I have a little something for Sheila. Which I have repeatedly told her is the only thing that has gotten me through this week. I'm deeply excited about this. So as we all know, Erica is a fan fiction enthusiast. And I uh, decided to write a bit of Dakota Jeremy slash for uh, Sheila. Now I need to know, is this set in like right where we are in the novel? Is it set in an alternate universe? No, no, no. Same universe. Same universe. This is in the hospital right after uh, the Wolf Halleck beatdown. <laughs> the grievous beatdown that was not a massacre. Yes, exactly. So. Take it away. Well, I'm going to read from my story first because I'm going first, right? Oh, are you going to introduce that and then not do it right away? Yes. <laughs> so, I'm going okay. to make you wait a little while longer. <laughs> okay. So we're not reading from the notebook today. Correct. I know I can hear everybody groaning and like, oh no, the notebook. <laughs> so we're going to do uh, my story first as we normally do. And then I will read the fan fiction for Sheila, and then Sheila will read her story, and that will be the episode. I presume I'm supposed to be silent and not make fun of this. Because of what, the fanfic? Yeah. Oh, Sheila, no, of no? course not. No! 
I don't know what the protocol is here. You are more than welcome to jump in. Okay. And rip it to shreds. I'm probably going to be clapping a lot. It's totally fine. Okay. So I have been reading a lot of, uh, uh, it's a, a tag in AO3 called Hurt Slash Comfort. Okay. So it's kind of in that vein. Okay. So it's very brief. It's not long, but I, I think it's enjoyable. I so can't wait. <laughs> So I'm not reading a ton because uh, the last couple times we've gone, the uh, uh, podcasts have been getting exceptionally long. Yeah, we're sorry about that. Yes, we are. I mean, oh, maybe you're enjoying them. I don't know. Let us know. I uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Oof I Wrote That or at Lady Near the Lake. If you are actually fucking listening, let us know if the length is okay or if it's like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Why won't these two stop talking? <laughs> See, personally, I don't mind long podcasts. I don't either, except sometimes when I'm listening, like, I'll accidentally close it out or it'll my phone will, like, refresh the well, website. that's annoying And as then fuck. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know where I was. <laughs> but, like, the Critical Role episodes are anywhere from, like, three hours to, like, four and a wow. half. Wow. So, well, because it's a session of D&D, so yeah. you're sitting there for a while. So, I don't mind it. So, but I'm a maniac and can sit there and listen a lot. <laughs> so, if you don't, let us know. If you do, I won't worry as much about it. But you have to interact, or I don't know. Erica needs feedback. People. I need feedback. Constant fucking feedback, people. <laughs> All right. Let's read some shitty writing. Here we go. After talking about movies for 15 minutes. That's still better than our 20-minute Game of Thrones intro. That was valid conversation. It though. was. It probably belonged on Beyond the Red Waste, but... Well, we're in between seasons right now, we so... We are. We are, definitely. Okay. I think this is where I left off. Okay. I remember, like, nothing about what we recorded the last time. I always thought that I couldn't remember because, like, I was enjoying a few alcoholic beverage while we, beverages while we recorded, but I can never remember, so... No, it's been a minute since we've recorded. I think we recorded that right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So, I... Uh, maybe I... This is repeated. I don't think it is. I'll stop you if I think it is. Yeah, if it sounds familiar, let me know and I'll skip down a little bit, but I don't... Yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sure here, but that's fine. We should do more prep work for our podcast. You know, we really should. <laughs> we will for next time. We will for next time. This is a bit of a shit show, people. I apologize, but <laughs> whatever. No, no one's listening. They're listening. That's I'm true. Proud of we us have for... a few people. We do we have, have a few, few people. people. So we apologize for the sloppiness of this episode, people. Yes, Annalise is... and Sass, we're sorry. We're, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> the sloppy operation we have going. Sloppation. All right, go for it. I'm trying to remember the Operation theme song from the uh, commercial for the game. Yeah, there was one, wasn't there? there? That game just gave me more anxiety than anything. Oh, fuck that game. That game was terrible. That and Perfection. Which one was Perfection? You set a timer and then it like everything pops out and you have to like refill it before it all pops out again mm. it's anxiety inducing yeah that's not good <laughs> i've got enough of that shit i don't need like games giving no thank you you yeah, know okay maybe repeating hopefully not all right you're kidding Kristoff, his arms planted on his hips tried to comprehend the the princess the heir to the whole teantron empire she's here i'm gonna stop reading like the an asshole. phantom of the opera more singing, Sheila. Sorry. Always more singing. I'm not being sarcastic. You should totally <laughs> sing more. Renee nodded, a long strand of wheat clenched between her teeth from somewhere. <laughs> Why is she? Okay. Why not? It's relatable, Sheila. Says that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it swung lazily as she nodded. 
And you're actually thinking about bringing her back to the Empress? The wheat swung again. I guess she's nodding again there. <laughs> Being clever. Very clever. Kristoff scoffed and waved his arms. I can't believe you actually want to go back there. Oh, see, Kristoff is you. Me and Kristoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, shrugging, Renee stole another glance at the small home. Uh, what does that mean? Kristoff mimicked her exact movement. Oh, he's getting, like, pissy. I love it. Uh, she angled, angled her eyes and watched him loosen. Let's let's, let's let that sentence wash over us again. I'm going to take that one more time. She angled her eyes and watched him loosen. Maybe she, maybe she's like, stop imitating my movements. And he's like, okay, like wilting slowly out of the mocking pose. It's a bad sentence. Best I got. I think we can just agree it's a bad sentence. Uh, his judgmental expression melted off. There you go. And she inwardly <laughs> smiled. We just needed more context. I am, me and Christoph are on the same page. Totally. Just like me in the wagon train guy. <laughs> He's your customer service avatar. <laughs> I started writing that like witchy auntie like <laughs> coffee shop thing. And that's just like giving me, it's feeding me. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can like write in my experiences with this one and it won't be weird. Do you secretly somehow miss interacting with with the general populace, no. Okay. But I will say, each time that I did work in like a coffee shop type environment, be it Starbucks or Panera, I had a really solid crew of people around me. Yeah, it 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 brings you together, and it made it like tolerable and fun. Now, when you dealt with the population, it was fucking horrific. But when you weren't, it was a good time. I. The other day at work, I was trying to walk by the desk to talk to my coworker, but I saw that he was busy with a woman we call Doll Lady. Um, and I was so excited because I have helped Doll Lady before, and she has instructed me in numerology and other crazy pantsery. But this time, so the doll talks to people, and the doll talks in a southern accent. Oh, she actually has a doll. Oh, she has a doll. Oh, okay. And it talks in a southern accent. And But she has never, I have never seen the doll. The doll has never talked to me, and I have complained to my coworkers. And this time, she brought out the doll and said, great balls of fire. How are you gals doing on Valentine's Day? Did Bale you have Time's to Day? run away, like, as fast as you could? No, I couldn't help but laugh, because I was, like delighted that this was finally happening for me and also this was so bonkers but it's i felt like it was happening okay. for me <laughs> and then i rushed downstairs and i was like jill jill i finally got to see the doll lady see stuff so like excited. that i would always have to be like please excuse me i have to go talk to my manager and i would have to leave <laughs> the, the and like go into the walk-in freezer and just laugh my ass off because i'm a terrible human being i mean with stuff like that yeah and she was very cheerful about it like she she, she wasn't angry that i was laughing well, i was good it was like it, my laughter was like genuine delight of like a child watching a performance oh well that's good then that's good yes she went home and cried afterward Kristoff, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're a dear friend one of my oldest however i keep my own counsel i think we said that earlier in this stupid piece of shit too uh that wasn't in there what i choose to do and not do is my own affair uh, I find the reason for my exile. Uh, if I, f- let's take that again, Erica. If I find the reason for my exile and decide to fix it, then you have no say in the matter. Rude. A little bit rude, right? We are not married, nor lovers. <laughs> uh, just old friends. She turned back to the house, waiting for the door to open. Oh, are we gonna we're doing this? Oh, okay, that's unfortunate. Kristoff felt his heart sink, just like every other time she had said that to him. Oh, poor Kristoff. Oh, the untouchable buddy. protectress. Yet, oh, we wanted to. <laughs> it totally oh. says yet, oh, in there. See, Erica read fan fiction back then too. So he's her. Like, what is his? 
exact relationship to her, like seasoned battle commander. He's a friend. Okay. Friends. <laughs> They're just friends. But Kristoff wants to be more. I mean, it's understandable. He's probably the most charismatic, like strong person that he knows. I mean, fair. I think she's kind of. <laughs> she's a little bit of a bitch, but yeah. she's got a little bit of the hard C going on. <laughs> do people know what that means? I, I do. I know you do. That's all that matters. Annalise Sass, next time we see you, you know what hard C means, right? Please inform us. Get us on Twitter. Uh, It's gone. Where did it go? Oh, and yet, oh, how he wanted to. Even being that close to her. Oh, we're just going to keep going with this, huh? I may not have to read the fan fiction. This will be great. Uh, Where are we? Being able to smell the sweat from the nape of her neck was torture it wasn't though like is that what we look for in a lover like this is like 20 year old very repressed erica (laughs) writing shit so well and i shouldn't you know there are probably people who who the fuck knows are into don't kink shame (laughs) god damn it sheila uh, I just want to smell your sweaty neck can i smell your neck please (laughs) some people's necks smell nice that's true uh, where are we at here? The sad hope that she might one day turn to him and say that she longed for him to keep him at her side. Sorry, I'm not. I'm going to keep reading it that way. Uh, he stared too long at her while she waited for her future to exit the cottage. He violently stared when she pushed off the building, <laughs> earning himself a bemused look from the protectress. He flushed red. Oh, Krista. Well, fuck, he told himself. She knows. Of course she knows. I, yeah, I think she probably she figured knows. it she out. She figured it out, dude. <laughs> He's like, when you were getting a little too close to her neck. <laughs> Coming up for the next sniff. And she's like, ooh. Sure. What are you doing, are you doing there, buddy? <sighs> Unfortunate. Uh, the door swung open and a red-faced Meredith stepped into the bed. Baptismal light. Sure. Not Meredith anymore. Uh, Renee erased the name from her mind. Darcy. Her name is Darcia et Tiantris, crown princess oh. and heiress to the whole of the empire. Uh, your majesty. Darcia. Darcia. <laughs> That's ripped off wholesale from, uh, uh, which final? Final Fantasy IX. Oh. Yeah, the princess has this really, like, long, elaborate name, but they just call her, like, they're like, yeah, we're not calling you that, and then they, like, shorten it. I was being clever <laughs> by stealing something <laughs> from a thing that I liked. You know. Like you do. Loving homage. Fan fiction. Uh, Darcy offered a small smile. Uh, that's one thing that I like, just to take an aside here, with these, with you have a character who is revealed to be somebody else, mm-hmm. do you find it awkward to, like, Oh, what do you call them? What are they called then from now on? I think you have to call them whatever they were introduced as. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of an exception to that rule, but I can't really think of one. I'm trying to think of, like, an example in, like, something, too, and I can't really... Though Aragorn's introduced to Strider, isn't he, in the Lord of the Rings movies? Maybe in the books, too? But then everybody has, like, 50,000 names in those. Yeah. I was thinking about Lord of the Rings, too, for some reason. Because he's introduced to Strider when they have to go meet him at the... Is it the Inn of the Prancing Pony? God, Aragorn. I'm impressed that you know Like, that. dedicate brain cells to something worthwhile. <laughs> And then he's, yeah, and then they start calling him Aragorn after that. But they Maybe, only call him Strider once. That's, that's so. it. Like, if it's, if, if, if it's like an at alias. length. Yeah. She's been Darcy for, or she's been Mary for. A couple pages. Well, what is she, what is she now, Darcy? She's Darcy now. 
we're going with death. Oh, that is kind of weird, I guess. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see how it sits. Yeah. Try it on. See how it fits. Uh, That's going to take some getting used to. She uh, passed the awkward moment, noting the odd stains on Renee's boots. Okay. What are they? They're probably more blood. (laughs) Just steeped in blood. Uh, Renee offered a sympathetic smile. (laughs) Blood, sweat, and Kristoff's tears. (laughs) Kristoff's just like hovering on the periphery, like... Can, can I can I get in there? <laughs> oh, poor Kristoff. Uh, my lady, this is going to be strange for you, and more than likely everyone else that finds out who you are. Uh, she found herself truly genuine when she spoke the next words. Why wouldn't she be? Uh, she's a hard C. I'll be there to help you when things get hairy, after all. That's the whole point of me. She waved a hand dramatically, indicating herself. Uh, I need to pack, if that's all right. Renee nodded. Of course got a few things to do before i leave she leveled a hand at the sun and took note of the time uh we're not going to be able to leave today anyway why don't you take the night to say your goodbyes i'll find you in the morning i know bob the dog this is terrible is darcy gonna try to run away because that's what i would do i'd be like who's this person i'm getting out of here um i don't know i think she kind of down with the whole like i'm a secret princess down with the sickness man (laughs) (laughs) that was my favorite thing to do in rock band but then it destroyed my throat like for the whole next day that's, that's not good for the old throat. It's not. Uh, Darcy nodded and tried to decide whether she should hug, shake hands, or just whatever. Uh, what about Coop? What happened to Coop? He's hanging somewhere. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, no. He's coming up. Uh, Renee simply smiled again, uh, gave another deep nod, and said, see you in the morning. Cooper, who had been looming in the doorway of the inn, rushed up to Darcy as soon as Renee turned her back. What the hell happened? Just come into the house, Darcy sighed, looking at Cooper with her shining eyes. This is also... Just come in the house. Okay. Should I stop there? No, we just started. Okay. Do another... Like, I've got another little section yeah. I can do. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So that's it, boys. Renee lifted her ale to her lips and pulled. I guess, like, from me. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> that... Li- <laughs> I don't know why, like, you all right over there? Did you not know how to drink either? No. Like. No. No. Erica is not a very good writer, guys. Oh, uh, that's not <laughs> no true. No sympathy for Chibi, Erica. Who <laughs> really wasn't Chibi? She was in her twenties. Uh, that's uh, la- Chibi from where I'm standing. Yeah, I know. You're so old. I know. Uh, just turning to dust and blowing away. <laughs> that last ride was indeed the last ride. Expressions of hurt and betrayal were traded among the small group of Lamia. Only Kristoff, with his failing effort to appear unemotional. Managed to keep his feelings to himself. God damn, dude, keep it together. Now is not the time. Tighten it up, man. He quietly sipped his mead. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. know. I'm just like, he can't even pull on his mead. It's just like... (laughs) He's just sipping. It's like having a little little dab of his nectar. He's got to keep it about him, man. Because maybe he's going to lay the moves on tonight. Oh, I hope he does. And you don't want to be, like, inebriated for that. No. You don't want to get all mead drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I got mead drunk at the Illinois State Fair once. I was was just going to ask if you've ever been mead drunk. (laughs) I have. That's outstanding. Well, it was great. And then there was a tornado, so then we got stuck there. Fun. That's a good time. That's great. Yeah, Yeah, that's not great. There's a meadery, like, on the south side of Chicago that I keep wanting to go to. Yeah, let's go. Because, like, mead is the best. We, th- okay, they had mead slushies at the fair, which is the single thing that the Illinois State Fair does better than the Wisconsin one. See, I don't think I've ever actually been to the Illinois State Fair. I've been to the Wisconsin one as a kid. 
you're gonna go to Illinois and be like, oh, <laughs> let me just go back to Wisconsin. Yeah. Midwest is best. Indeed. Uh, for God's sake, you're all grown men. These sad expressions don't do your reputations any good. You're the Lamia of... Can't talk. You're the Lamia of Deus. Much stronger than just one. You are many. Why are they all sad? Because she's leaving. They're not going with her? I don't think so. Doesn't sound like Doesn't it. she need an army? Who's going to leave? You can't just do that. Just peacing out, man. Hard C. Each of them knew without looking at each other that she was f- flattering them. Whatever. <laughs> um, she made them so much stronger. But see, here's the problem mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. There's no time spent talk or showing why she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yes. Yeah. And because she's such a keep it to herself, keep it inside character, you really extra need that because she's not a talker or Right. She's not going to be like walking around going, I'm the best fucker in here you know? yeah you're not getting a ton of her inner monologue yeah i think that comes uh, and again i was listening to one of our older uh casts and i keep talking about the uh the big 400 pager but it's just like i think that did a little bit better with the characterizations a little bit mm-hmm. this was a, a very much like heartless where it was just like i want to get to stuff so I loved Heartless. I know it's Heartless. I great. miss it, and so I became I. so fond of Kale and Beth and <laughs> Shannon. I did go back and listen to those old episodes, and I was like, "Oh, Heartless, you're so charming." So maybe someday I'll go back and rewrite it. I don't know. I hope you will. With an ending. Yeah. Okay, where are we at here? Uh, she made them so much stronger. It wasn't only that. They would go home now, home to their quiet lives as bakers and sh- bakers and shepherds. Only if another war broke out, but the war isn't like suddenly over. No, it seems like everyone's fighting all the time, right? So like, and this shouldn't just stop. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, only if another war broke out would they be able to ride as they had this last year with her. Just elect a new, right? Like, whatever. what are we fucking doing? A wild Bob appears. <laughs> It's Bob Bob. from Subtle Interference and After the Movie. (laughs) And Beyond the Red Waist. Oh my god, the same Bob from Beyond the Red Waist? (laughs) He lives here. (laughs) You missed Pacific Rim talk. I know you're so excited to hear my in-depth opinion (laughs) on Pacific Rim. Erica's been waiting a whole week for it. I have been. Have we gotten to what you really wanted to read? Not yet. We've teased it. I'm I'm almost done, and then I'm gonna read it for. Her. Would Have you like to have the pleasure of hearing this? No one has seen it or heard <gasps> it but me. World premiere. <gasps> Where are we at here? Uh, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Only if another war broke out would they be able to ride as they had this last year with her. Uh, it was Kristoff who finally broke the quiet. You're sure that you. Don't want us to escort you back. See, Kristoff is the Oh, my God, Kristoff, back off. Voice of reason. I I, I know, I guess so. A little too strong. A little bit. She kept kept herself from laughing. Bitch. Um, We'll be fine. Uh, Judaith, no doubt, will want you all back. We're going to tell you who Judaith is. Very next sentence. I thought it was a place. Very handy. Uh, Judaith was the regent of Deus, a distant relative of the royal family. She was not a popular dinner guest. Uh, her royal- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't we throw that shade at someone already? Did we? 
where it was like, I wouldn't want to sit next to him at dinner. I think it was Shannon. Well, through lines, through lines in the writing. Oh, Bob is sitting down to join us. Hello. Hello, dear. Should we set up a mic for you? (laughs) Special surprise guest appearance. He's just going to mock us quietly. Oh, that's mean. I already ate a lot of that pizza, though. <laughs> like, too much, too fast. Okay, where are we at here? Uh, her loyalties came into question over most polite conversation. Uh, nothing she'd done had ever suggested more than attempts at peace with the Callians, who are the enemies, remember? Which, why is that a bad thing? But one could never be sure. Uh, only the most powerful of Lamia were intensely loyal to her. Just but what, why? It's just a group of sentences that don't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, the others would follow a stronger leader into hell. Sure. Yeah, okay. uh, go home, my friends. She called for another round from the innkeeper. Bernardo, was that his name? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh, there will be other battles. We'll fight together again. And we'll cut That it is there. not how you break up with your army. <laughs> it's not you guys. It's me. <laughs> I'm really, you know, exploring, like, some different fighting styles now. And the whole group thing it's stifling, you know, and I'm kind of finding myself. I need to find out who I am on my own. I'm exploring the I. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get out of here and you guys just good luck. It's been great. (laughs) It's it's really been great. That's, that's terrible. Like that's terrible leadership. Right. It's not great. At least let them come with you. Is it like her job? Like it has been her job to lead this army. No, because she's a mercenary, right? Ish. Yes. That's what it's, it at least was presented as. Okay. Because she was the protectress, then she got exiled, and now she was, like, running with these guys, and the way it was presented was that this is just kind of who she's been running with since then. It, now, what I would like to see is, like, what happens when there's, like, a leadership vacuum for these different, like, military factions. This is but why I you fear, enjoy Game of Thrones, right? I, I do, but I fear that we're never going to see them again. I can guarantee <laughs> that we don't. But are you ready? I don't know if like my body is ready, but prepare yourself. Okay. Okay. Now this is gonna. Am I gonna cry? I don't know. You might. I might. We'll see. Okay. You're gonna cry. Definitely. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So um, I don't remember what episode it was. Uh, I want to say around episode nine when the Wolf Halleck Smackdown happened. That sounds right. Maybe seven or eight. I think. What's Battle Kid? You've watched the uh, the Game Grumps, where it's the really impossible oh, one. Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I liked that. That's like the pinnacle of Game Grumps. Okay, so this takes place in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Dakota was had taken a turn. We don't know if he's gonna live. We didn't know if he was going to live. This is set right around then. And here we go. <clears throat> Dakota looks small in the hospital bed. Dakota. The dull light of the heart monitor lights his delicate features. Jeremy lingers in the doorway, his trembling fingers pushing against the heavy weight of the door. He thought he was ready to see Dakota. He told himself he was ready. He was basically second in command, command in one of the most feared gangs in the city, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. He could handle anything. Apparently not this. The severe tapping of the nurse's shoes sounded from around the corner. 
She'd yelled at Jeremy earlier for smoking in the waiting room and threatened to throw him out. <laughs> oh my god, you get my characters completely! I think you mentioned, oh. like, when I talked to you about this, something about her smoking in the hospital, and I was like, well, I have to, I gotta throw that in. Indeed. Very important. Uh, uh, Jeremy usually wasn't one to listen to authority figures, but he kept repeating one phrase in his mind as he kept his mouth shut. You need to see him. Taking a deep breath, Jeremy pushes into the room and closes the door too loudly behind him. Dakota doesn't stir. Jeremy feels his heart leap into his throat. It was loud. He should have woken up. Darcy had said that they pumped him full of painkillers, hadn't she? Maybe that was the problem. He was fine. Dakota was fine. He was just healing. Oh my god. I have like A, the chills, <laughs> and B, like I'm experiencing an emotion I've never experienced before. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jeremy approaches the bed and sits in the chair beside it. He feels the warmth there and wonders how long Darcy had kept up her vigil before heading home. He wonders if she wanted to stay, uh, if they would have had some deep conversation about what happened if she had. He finds it hard to keep thinking about her as because <laughs> she sucks. As his eyes trace the familiar contours of Dakota's face, mm. he had studied those lines infinite times, but they look wrong now. <gasps> Coyote. Dakota's face looks so young in repose. Jeremy fights the urge to trace his fingertips along the gentle curve of his cheeks. <laughs> okay, oh my over God. there. My hand is like leaping to my chest. <laughs> I'm overcome with emotion. Again, I've been reading a lot her comfort fiction, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> fresh bandages and stitches mar his perfect face. But the blood from the battle has been cleaned away. Jeremy shut his eyes against the memory of Wolf Halleck's cruel fists slamming into Dakota. <laughs> he had to be in here. Yeah, he, he had did. to be in here. He, did. he feels hot tears pool in the corners of his eyes and he wipes them away with Jeremy, his palm. No. Jeremy is supposed to be hard. He's the tough one. He doesn't cry. <laughs> that is emphasized there. right on. Uh, Dakota had broken down many of the ultimate truths Jeremy held about himself. Jeremy is still learning how to deal with that. He's still trying to find a way to tell Dakota. He doesn't think he'll ever find a way. So instead, Jeremy laces his fingers with Dakota's and lays his head down on the bed. He minds the wires but gives himself the best angle to keep at least one tired eye on Dakota. His muscles sag with exhaustion. He hadn't been spared Wolf's onslaught, but he had deserved the beatdown. Here we go. Hadn't he been the one to provoke the Teutonic man beast? <laughs> had to throw it in there. Fan service, baby! Jeremy squeezes his eyes shut, willing off another bout of tears. He tries to ignore the fact that Dakota's in the hospital because of him. I'm so sorry, he breathes, his voice barely a whisper. He reaches out with his free hand and brushes the hair from Dakota's forehead. He runs his fingers through the soft threads at his temple, letting his hands linger, uh, letting his hand linger for a few seconds before drawing it back. I'll make him pay for this, I promise, Jeremy says. But I'll stay here for now. You just sleep. Get better. You have to, okay? For me? Oh my god, do it for Johnny. <laughs> uh, Jeremy's lids grow heavy as he speaks. Day has finally caught up with him. Before he falls under, he barely feels Dakota's cold fingers squeeze his own. Oh my god. A smile traces across Jeremy's lips. Maybe tomorrow will be better. I, you people can't see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give that to you. I get my own copy? Yes. <gasps> This is, like, one of the best gifts I have ever been given. My characters have have a new life. I would also like to say I feel that was a lot better written than what I just read. <laughs> <laughs> I, hi, Bob the Dog. It was beautifully written. Oh, thank you. Jeremy. Dakota. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so 
my next one, I am planning on a uh, Jeremy Wolf Halleck uh, hate <gasps> fuck thing. So is it like it's not in the same storyline? I don't know. We'll have to see. I would love to see how he gets to that point. I mean, if anyone or would maybe do that, there's it would some be like Dubcon there. I don't know. We'll see. What's Dubcon? Dubious consent. Ooh, that also sounds like potentially within Jeremy's wheelhouse. Although he is a vindicated non-rapist. Well, and Wolf Halleck is kind of a monster. He's a monster. We love him, but he is a monster. <laughs> well, I love him. I can't speak to anyone else. I love him, too. But he's a monster. He's a monster. I'm a monster. Oh, my God. I cannot thank you enough for that delightful <laughs> experience. I like to think that Chibi Darcy is somewhere. Just like she is. Somewhere so very, just very like, happy. what is this feeling? Somewhere in the multiverse, <laughs> in the infinite timelines, it's spanning back, and she's just very pleased. For so. just a moment, she turns away from the blue glow of her monitor late into the night. Like, what was that? <laughs> and gives a small smile. Let me get back to this, this scene about Darcy staring at Jeremy's <laughs> body on the beach. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they're making me well actually I think this is this next bit is a bit Taylor heavy. Ooh, that's unfortunate. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay. Let's go. So this is right after Taylor's what do you even call it? There was the encounter with the cops on the sidewalk. Yes. That's right. <laughs> now yes. I'm remembering. The sidewalk yes. was very full. Yes. yes. It was a very full sidewalk. Yes. <laughs> it was very busy. I recall. Okay. <clears throat> New scene. I shrieked when Taylor poked at my dangling foot. We call those scratchy scene chains on this, pod- on this, po- on this podcast, right. Sheila. Thank right. you. There's scratchy a name for it. Damn it. <laughs> Shh. He admonished me. Sorry. I whispered solemnly. I clasped his straining hands to my lips, kissed the raw rings that lacerated his wrists. <laughs> you were so brave today, Tay. Were you scared? Wait, wait, wait. What's on his wrists? He oh, the from scars the from the handcuffs. Yeah, which we, he was in for like two minutes. Yeah, that's not... Well, I guess if they're on really tight. Yeah, these these were. This is Officer Peggy, so okay. you know. Okay. Were you scared? Jolly scared. He admitted. It was humiliating. Don't ever do anything to get yourself arrested, he counseled me judiciously. I won't, I vowed. His easiest vow Darcy <laughs> I was ever say, had to Darcy, make. the rule follower, is like, I got it. Don't <laughs> worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Do you believe in reincarnation, Darcy? Huh? This took a turn. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> what made you think of that? The impending holiday. Halloween. But do you? I don't. But it's fun to imagine, you know? No, I don't either. But what, if there was... What, what does Halloween have to do with reincarnation? That's a great point, actually. Um, I'm just curious. I have no answer for you. I mean, you got Dia de los Muertos the next day. I definitely did not know about that at this okay. time in my life. You hadn't seen Coco at that point? I had not. I had not seen Coco in 1998. Okay, so real talk. Yeah. Coco. Amazing movie. It looks definitely like it. it, yeah. If you have recently lost a loved one, particularly a grandparent... Do not watch Coco until you are ready to have a deep, cathartic cry. So when we went to the laser robot show in Japan, um, I was expecting, you know, not a lot of emotional content, as, as you might As one would expect. expect at a, what did you call it? It was the laser, it had the robot, it's called the robot restaurant. And it's just like, did I not tell you about this in no. Tokyo? It's it's a huge tourist trap thing, but it was fucking but it's incredible. like that's why you know you have to go to those things you do so they like sort of chain you off it's a really small room it probably only fit like maybe like 90 people and they have these giant floats with like dinosaurs and 
dragons and creatures and lasers and fire and drummers. Like it's just this like intense sensory overload experience in a with a particularly like Japanese way. And a lot of the storylines I say use loosely were based on like Japanese folklore. So like there was one story about like a moth facing off against like a I don't know. Was it Mothra? No, it was it was like um all of the creatures of the earth like, even the humblest bugs had to fight the, like, demon dragon queen. Ooh. You would have loved it. Probably would have. <laughs> right up your alley. <laughs> but in the middle, because we were there, I think it was, like, October 27th or something, they did a Halloween show. Well, they did a Dia de los Muertos show, and they did an homage to Coco, which was all acted out. And it was, like, like I was a little bit gutted, like, right in the middle of this, like, fire-breathing lizard thing. Suddenly I was like, oh my god, I'm crying. And I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't. I I kind of, I didn't really know a lot about Coco going in. And then we watched it and I was like, oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and there was just enough dialogue and like really good pantomime, I guess, where it was very clear. What was, like She fell asleep by the grave and then like the yeah. grandmother ghost came to save the day. And it was just like, fuck. Just, we, just openly weeping, like keening while watching the end of that movie. <laughs> And then, like, something else happens, and you're like, really, Pixar? Really? That's one I don't think that I can ever like, watch. You've already ripped my heart out of my chest. You didn't need to throw it on the ground in front of me and stamp on it. But thanks. Well, then they play that song. You know, whatever the main song yeah. probably is. It's about how your dead yeah. relatives love you. And I was like, I, oh, my God, yep. please bring back the dragons. Yep. Dragons, please. <laughs> Where are the Jaegers? Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Coco, the podcast. <laughs> bring on the kaiju, please. Bring them on. Uh, no, I don't believe in it either. But if there was such a thing, this is Darcy speaking, I would have been in some kind of rock and roll band in the 50s. But I think I would have been a guy. I giggled at the thought of me narcissistically greasing back my hair with burgeoning hopes that some chick would look my way. I love the way you just said chick. Well, she has it in quotes here. Of course here. she does. <laughs> <laughs> I would skip the Victorian times, good call, and go all the way back to, oh, maybe the French Revolution. I would have fought in that. I definitely would have been a medieval lady <laughs> with gallant troubadours writing songs and poetry for me. And in the 11th... You don't get to pick! But you definitely don't. <laughs> Plus, you don't want to go back, like... No, 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 no. You don't want to go back any further than, like... 1980? 1980? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to yeah, say. It's, like, really not good time. Like, when could we start voting? Like, yeah, no, like, now. Yeah, pretty and much. even now ain't that it's great. Not, not now. great, no. Now. Exactly. Modern medicine, women's rights. And if you're a white dude, you can go whatever. Exactly. But, no. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. And clearly inspired by Braveheart, in the 11th century in Scotland, I would have been a battle hero. I guess I have some kind of violent side. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you don't. Uh, she doesn't uh, uh, call herself a warrior poet. That might that yes. might be that might be Taylor's bag. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna laugh really hard oh, if that ends up in here. Do you want to hear mine? Was Taylor's insouciant reply? No. <laughs> I <can't. laughs> Darcy walks away. <laughs> nah. Now I'm going to go talk to Dakota. Hard C. <laughs> I could tell he wanted to share his capricious imaginings. Here is where I face palm and apologize for my ignorance. I would have been a Native American. Oh, no. I don't care when, but I think some of them led the most beautiful lives. <sighs> All I'm, I can say I'm making is an appalled face. I'm having a full body appalled reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ick. Taylor is an ignorant mm. Ramus. He is an ignoramus, but so was I. 
But anyway, I also would have been a starving artist in France. I could have been commissioned to paint churches and all, although I'm not really much of an artist, he said deprecatingly. Don't talk like that. I'm sure if you wanted to be one, you could do it. But go on. Okay. I think character development. <laughs> I think maybe I would have liked to act in the Globe Theater. The one Shakespeare built, you know? <laughs> oh, did Shakespeare build it with his own bare hands? <laughs> I don't think he had anything to do with that. And I think it might have been fun to be a gypsy. <gasps> oh, I know. You just like slurs and stuff so now, too. So much ignorance. Romani is the proper word, folks. That that word is a slur. Yeah, this is bad. Read people's fortunes with tarot cards and tea leaves. He sparkled. Mm. Stop sparkling. This was all clearly a vehicle to get to the next bit, which is, I have tarot cards. I know how to read them, too. Can I read your fortune? I beseeched him. Can I? I mean, I don't believe in it. This but is I, Darcy <laughs> having tarot cards? Of course it is. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not a foregone conclusion, okay, <laughs> it, okay. but it is. Um... It's still fun. Sure. He handed over the proverbial, proverbial carte blanche. French words of the podcast. This afternoon, my work husband came into the department to ask. Like, he wanted to know about some French word, and he totally butchered it. And then he butchered, like, three more on purpose. And I was like, did you come in here just to fuck with me? <laughs> <laughs> Mispronouncing French words at me. Get out. Uh, I scrambled away to root through my suitcase for three fruitless minutes, then produced my tre- treasure. Okay. According to this deck, I proclaimed sophically. I don't think that's a word. Sophically? I guess. No, sophically is a word, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I'm staring at the wrong into word. The distance, but <laughs> <laughs> usually I ask you because you say shit and I'm like, ah. <laughs> it's a French word. The podcast. <sighs> we have to figure out what cor- card corresponds to you. It says that young men are knights and older men are kings. Do you consider yourself young or old? Young, I think. Is that how that works? Yeah. That is a way of reading them? Yeah. And young women are pages and older women are queens in in theory. But, like, I feel like you should adapt it to Mm. what you feel, you know. Uh, Young, I think, take conjectured, as compared to middle-aged men. Okay. Okay, another question. Would you call your hair blonde or brown? I think we'd better make it brown, I surmise, because if it's blonde, you have to have blue eyes. Jeez, this is complicated. I'm going with brown. So pronouncing, I slapped the Knight of Cups onto the floor. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? No no reason. (laughs) I scrupulously shuffled the elegant cards and apportioned them to their piles. Consulting my leaflet of wisdom, (laughs) I deciphered the arcane oracles. Um, ask it if I'll ever be famous, he said gravely. Would he ever be a member of the Glitterati? Does it really say Glitterati? Of course it does. That's unfortunate. This whole thing is unfortunate. This is your hopes or fears about being famous. I hissed in a voice shadowed with Kabbalistic tones. <laughs> it says that you're afraid of rejection, that you're also afraid of people who might try to deprive you of your worldly treasures. But it also says that your overriding hope will triumph, and therefore you will probably achieve your goal. Oh, Jerry, he's going to die. <laughs> what this last card t- demanded with bated breath? Three guesses. <gasps> the yes. end result. Whether you will or won't be famous. The solution to your problem. Shall we turn it over? A simpering skeleton <laughs> bearing arms mocked our doleful facial casts. Death, he choked. It can also mean sleep. I edified him quickly. I thought the death card was more like change. I think it's like an end of things, which change pretty much is. So, yeah. Um, but I don't believe these things anyway. I mean, how would a pack of cards know anything about a person's life? Know what? I jabbered senselessly. There's supposed to be this other thing you can do on Halloween night. It's not scary. <laughs> what is that? Is it, no, is it Halloween or? Yeah. 
Oh, it is actually Halloween. It seems to be. Okay, because before it sounded like it was almost, we were in the season, but we're actually, it is Halloween. It, it, it must be. Okay. It must okay. be Halloween night. Okay. I don't know why they're not, oh, they, no, because it's Halloween later okay. <laughs> in the That's next fine. scene. No worries. <laughs> you know, no worries. narrative consistency. Yeah, you know, you're not, we don't do that here. We don't. We don't That's truck in that our, stuff. That's not our bag. It's how you find out who you're going to marry. See, go into a room alone, take some wine and three hairs from your head, and you put it all in front of a mirror. Then you wait till the stroke of midnight, and you're supposed to see your husband in the mirror. I'm going to try it. Is that a thing? <laughs> it is a thing. I've never heard of that before. My friend growing up, uh, we she had this, it was like an antique, like a vintage book called The Gypsy Witch Fortune Teller, and it was so great. It had this in it, and it also had this dice game where like, you'd ask a question like, what is my love doing right now? And you'd roll the dice, and it would be like... Like upsetting an inkwell, or like thinking of you, or like casting aspersions on your face. Like it was, it was such a great book. I, I can't explain. It was this. It was amazing. I don't want to know who I'm gonna marry. Taylor abjured the notion. I'd rather wait and see. I'm surprised that he wasn't like. I already know I'm gonna marry you, Darcy. We've already made a Christian sex bet. There was a Christian sex bet. Yes. So, <laughs> this is uncharacteristic. It is very much so. Wouldn't you want the security of knowing? I countered. I don't think so. Why is... That's probably how I felt at 16. Yeah, at right. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, no, like uncertainty is a fun thing. Right. That's not a bad thing. Uh, Darcy, what have you done in the past for Halloween? Last Halloween, my friends and I went trick-or-treating. I blushed a little, flashing immaturity. Then we all had a big sleepover. Why? It's going to be kind of different this year. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, because I just realized something. Yes, had Sheila at this point seen the crow? Oh, are yes. Follow up question: One thousand percent. Are we getting into Devil's Night here? I that's I think I think that that is exactly what is happening. I hope that's what's happening. Outstanding. <laughs> I know. Please continue. This is about to get good again. <laughs> Um, I thought I should warn you, unless you enjoy beating up little kids. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, what? Little kids? I squawked, sounding like an aggrieved harpy. Yeah. Some people around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's our tradition. Uh, people find it an unending source of amusement. If not that, <laughs> then, then they go around egging people. So either beating up children or, or egging, egging people. Hey, hey, six to one, half a dozen <laughs> yeah, to the other. Know, it's Halloween. I wouldn't go out Halloween night if I were you. Even our boys can get a little rowdy. And of course, they always run into Wolf's crew. Yes. Wolf. So you see what Oof. can happen. The caveat thundered. I'll stay home. I decreed resolutely. I'm not going out if it's going to be like that. I'll stay with you. Taylor offered intrepidly. <laughs> Thanks. I returned. I there love There was an you. eye roll there. You couldn't hear it, though. <laughs> I love or you more. Or maybe you could. I mean, it was a pretty intense <laughs> eye roll. So maybe, maybe it was uh, audible. Should I stop there? Um. Sure. Okay. I mean, if you want, we can keep this uh, a tighter tight. episode. Sure. Can do. Keep it tight, baby. <laughs> Sorry. You love your baby. I do like my babies. <laughs> and ripped off wholesale from Xavier Woods from uh, WWE. He was charming. Charming as hell. He sounds like a lovely fellow. He is. He has a PhD. Um. Uh, yeah, so it's weird that, because uh, I know the last few episodes we've done, we've gone, like, very, very long. <laughs> well, two of those we were on vacation. Two of them we were on vacation, and then the last one, I feel like we may have had some intense chat about 
other stuff as well yes in there which we do tend to do from time to time but uh we were talking before we recorded this episode and we wanted to try and kind of keep the 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 extraneous chat maybe a little bit more to a minimum because we 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 tend to be both very verbose yes Um, despite having spent the last like hour and a half talking to each other yes but it's it's you can see there's always stuff right but i think the things we did talk about today were uh, at least podcast adjacent yes you know i'm proud of us i am me too (laughs) Uh, so thank you for listening. Um, as always, please go check out the battery of podcasts over at TeamPumaKnife.com. We have uh, uh, we had our special guest Bob who kind of vanished. <laughs> he was he like going to hang with us pizza. and then he left. Uh, but we've got after the movie, we've got uh, subtle interference. Um, Beyond the Red Waste. Beyond the Red Waste. Improvised weapons. Please go check out the rest of those. Uh, most of them uh, are updating on a weekly or bi-weekly basis uh beyond the red waste will be coming back shortly because game of thrones is coming back mid-april so thrones time game of thrones time. Game of Thrones time. <laughs> i'm excited well it's i mean we've talked about it at naughty yeah but it'll <laughs> this be, conversation with everyone i, I know, know it'll too. be interesting to see their interpretation of the ending and we'll leave it at it'll that. be interesting to see an ending exactly 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 because we're never going to get one for the fucking books so thank you as always ladies and gentlemen and i hope you have a lovely evening have a good night this has been a puma knife production <laughs>